Well, we've been talking about open doors for the past three weeks. I feel like that God uh, gave me a word as your pastor that he was about to start opening doors in our lives. And it has been incredible, the reports that we've gotten back. I would encourage you, if God's done something in your life, especially over the past three weeks where he's opened a door in your life or shut a door that needed to be shut, we would love to hear from you. You can send those to amen at thehillsnashville.com. You know that was my idea, right? Amen at thehillsnashville.com. Send us. What's God's doing for you? Another way to do it is go on our social media. If you do not follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, make sure you're doing that. The Hills Enville, N-V-I-L-L-E. It's a great way for you to stay up and comment. Tell us what God's doing in your life. We love reading those stories. One of the stories that we heard is by our very own Heather Vaughn that's only been with us for just a little while, but we've already fallen in love with her. I want to read what she emailed to us. She said, I love to work and have had a job since I was 11 years old cleaning corrals and saddles for people to pay for my horse's room and board. So she started early. So it concerned me to have been without work for 11 months. At the same time, my town experienced the largest fire in California history and deadly mudslides. I was also going through a divorce, and it became too dangerous and expensive to stay there due to the black mold and the ash in the air and soil. It became apparent this April that I must leave my beloved hometown of Santa Barbara. And even worse, I had to leave my best friends because housing costs had tripled since the disasters. Suddenly, I found myself with no place to live in paradise, which is a great country song title, by the way. I think you should write that. I relocated to to Nashville sight unseen to look for work. And after six weeks of being here alone, I was invited to the hills. The impact of an invite. Kristen's sister, Melissa, invited a Heather to church. Having a church tribe changed my life instantly and dramatically as I was no longer alone. People knew me. The teaching and worship was so uplifting, it began to restore me week after week. After I heard the message about the open door on 722, I smiled because my second job interview at a job I really wanted was the next day. At the end of the message, I jumped at the chance for prayer. Following that prayer, all my worry vanished. I drove to that interview, I love this, leaning back and smiling to myself. I can confidently say that it was the most dynamic interview I had in Nashville. And that's saying a lot because you're a dynamic person. I shared with them that I had already had a business plan for them and that I would triple their speed of growth in two years or less, but they were off on their salary by almost half. That's dynamic and confident. (laughs) We had the most comfortable time talking to them and I left not anxious for that job, but trusting the Lord. On August the 3rd, they offered me the job with $5,000 more than I had asked for, and I can also work from home many days. The people, like the Hills family, are top-notch, and that's why I wanted the job. I was so blessed by the message, and all I did differently for this interview was I leaned on the door who opens the doors. What? There's another song. So good. What? Update. Wait, what? What? And it was twenty-two thousand. Come on, somebody say open doors. 
Amen. That's awesome. We celebrate that with you today. Love it. Speaking of 22, Isaiah 22, 22. I will place on his shoulder the key to the house of David, and what he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. Everybody say the key. The key. That wasn't everybody. Everybody say the key. The key. The key. It's the, the, the 2222 key that has the authority and the power to open doors, and once he opens them, nobody shuts them. And once he shuts a door, nobody opens them. How many of you have ever opened a door that shut a few days later? Is it just me raising my hand? Anybody? How many have ever shut a door that all of a sudden, somehow, <laughs> a couple weeks later, there it's open again, right? That's not how it is with God. When God opens a door, it stays open. And when God shuts a door, it stays shut. That's the kind of open doors that we're talking about. I believe that we are moving into a season as a church and as members in particular where you're just going to have doors just begin opening up for you and you're going to have doors shut for you. That's what I'm believing for. Last week, we talked about the significance of the key, the key. And the first thing, If you weren't here, let me reiterate real quick. You can take notes, write them down. If you were here, don't amen preemptively, okay? Just hold on because these folks haven't heard this, all right? Number one, the significance of the key. The key represents ownership. It's not just about having the key. It's what that key represents. The person with the key owns the place. So God doesn't just open doors. He owns the property that that door is connected to. It's not about him just slinging things open. It's about the fact that he is the owner of that establishment and he has the key to it. The Bible says all authority has been given unto him in heaven and in earth. Aren't you glad that you serve the Lord of heaven and of earth? And that if he gives you territory and gives you property, it's because he already owns it. Boy, I wish I had people that would help me preach at the 1030 service. Are y'all okay today? Am I at the hills? I'm just checking. Am I at the hills today? Is this where I am? Jeremy and Jill, y'all better really be a man. Y'all been 14 years. Come on, man. Look at your neighbor and say, lean into this today. Come on, look at your neighbor. I know, okay, you don't like them. Apologize for what you said to them this morning. Look at your neighbor and say, lean into this today. This is going to help you. The key represents ownership. It's not just about, I got a key. I got a house. I got a key. I got a car. The key represents, I own this. Listen to me, this is for someone right now. If God is putting you into new territory and you know it's a God thing, you didn't knock the door down or climb through a window. If God is putting you into new territory, whether it's business, whether it's a community, education, job, relationship, if God is doing that, that means he's already set you up for success because he owns the joint. So walk in authority, walk in power, walk in confidence. Get your shoulders back. Get your chin up. Your father owns the place. The key represents ownership. Secondly, the key represents legal access. Write that down, legal and underline legal. Because you know what? You can enter a house and not be legal, right? 
You can enter a house one way with a key through the door, and you can do as you please in that house. Or you can enter another, a house another way, and you can leave that house in handcuffs. There's a legal way and an illegal way, and I want to make the very clear, definitive declaration today. And that was powerful for a Mississippi boy to say definitive declaration at the same time. That's pretty strong. I want you to hear very clearly what I'm saying. Jesus Christ is the only one that can give us legal access to God and to the things of God. Again, am I at the hills today? Come on. I want to make that declaration. If you ever wonder, I'm telling you right now, Jesus Christ is the only way to get legal access to God and to the things of God. Jesus said himself, John 10 and 1, most assuredly, bring it up on the screen for me, John 10 and 1. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, is the same as a thief and a robber. Jump to verse 7. And then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. For it to be legal, for it to be right, For it to be official, we must enter any new territory, any new property through Jesus Christ. So whatever that is, if you're walking into a a new job, if you enter it your way, it's the wrong way. And what's your way? Manipulating, maneuvering, positioning yourself for success. That's not the Jesus way. You're trying to jump the fence. We'll talk a little bit more about the Jesus way. If you're entering a relationship the wrong way, if you're starting a relationship in sin, that's the wrong way. Now, if you're already in the relationship and it's going to be weird, let me just give you an answer. Stop doing it. (laughs) Whatever it is you're doing, stop it. Just stop it. Well, I don't know if I can. Yes, you can. Ask for the power of the Holy Spirit. Get around God, Bible believe, God believing, Bible believing believers that will help you and you can be accountable to them. That will encourage you when you need to be encouraged and smack you when you need to be smacked. How many need to be smacked every once in a while? Oh, just neighbors, just get them right now. No, don't do that. If you are trying to attain anything, your relationships, your careers, your community, your salvation. If you're trying to attain your salvation the wrong way, thinking you gotta, you got to do so much. i gotta, I got to work and i got to slave and i gotta, I got to do this, 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 and this. Then finally, you know what you're doing? You're climbing over a fence that is too tall for you to climb. Mm, that should help somebody right there. Or maybe you're on the other end of that. Maybe you're the person that's telling everybody, if you want to be saved, you got to do it this way, go that way. Well, that's who Jesus was talking to, to the Pharisees. He was saying, ah, oh, don't be doing that. This is not the way in. It's not over the fence. The way in is through the death, burial, resurrection, and life of Jesus Christ. That's the only way. No other way. So don't do it your way and call it Christian. 
If it's not going through Jesus, it ain't. Okay, I'm going to move on now. What is the Jesus way? The Jesus way is loving and serving and giving and forgiving. That's the Jesus way. So if you're wondering, am I doing this right? Just go back. And those bracelets that I invented last week, what would Jesus do? See, it was an amazing idea that I had. And it's crazy. They've already been selling. I went and looked and it's like nuts. It's a bestseller. And I just thought of it last week. It was nuts. What would Jesus do? Here's what Jesus does. He prefers others above himself. Oh, did that sting anybody besides me? It stung me when I wrote it down. I'm like, ow, that's painful. He prefers others. Instead of boxing out, I'm I'm getting this one, baby. This is mine. Instead of that, what does Jesus do? Here you go. Because Jesus knows if you do it his way, he will promote you in due season. Man, thank you, Lord, for that word. To enter any other way is wrong. I said this last week. Sin is always a shortcut. That's what sin is. Sin is trying to circumvent the way God intended it. I'm going to jump the fence. We all have our ways of jumping the fence. And some of them, they're outright sins that are listed in the Bible, very clear. And I I showed you three slides on the screen last week that there's very clear the sins that, that God says, these people will not inherit the kingdom of God. These are the people that are outside the gate, very clear. But then sometimes there are things that we do that you may not find in the list of commandments, like using your God-given gifts to only benefit yourself. Whether that's your personality or your talents or your looks or or maybe, maybe it's snapping in anger instead of having a conversation. Or maybe it's passive aggressiveness. How do you jump the fence? Is it, is it now gratification instead of true fulfillment? I got to watch that. I got to eat that. I got to drink that. I got to take that. I got to do that because I got to have it right now. That's jumping the fence. And that's a shortcut. And a shortcut is a sin. It's imperative that we enter the right way, whether it's the kingdom, whether it's salvation, whether it's relationships, no matter what, you got to enter the right way. Everybody say the Jesus way. That's something we say around our house a lot. We love saying that. Is this the Jesus way? Is that the Jesus way? Well, let me tell you what the Jesus way is. You ready? I've got it highlighted in pink in my notes, which is like powerful, not as powerful as red, but it's still powerful, okay? But it's, I wrote this today. The Jesus way is always a process. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate that. <laughs> How many of you hate the process? Come on, raise your hand if you hate the process. You know you do. I don't, look, I just want, I want to do a crunch and get a six-pack. That's what I want. It ain't working, Robbie. Come on, how many want that? Just say, here you Pow, 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 pow. <laughs> Say it. It works the other way. I can eat a burger and just get this, you know? It's like, what's that? <laughs> it's a process. I don't know why God likes the process. Because he can say, let there be, and there is. Yeah. That's how God works. But for some reason, when he gets us involved, it's going to take a while. 
When we showed up here, Jeremy and Jill, January 22nd, 14 years, well, no, seven years ago, and we said, hey, we're going to launch a church. Let's do this thing. I mean, when we popped the signs up, we fully expected cars lined up out to 65. And now seven years later, we're just getting to where we knew God was calling us to. It's a process. Your marriage is a process. Your kids are a Come on, parents. Can I hear an amen? And it's not always easy, but that's the Jesus way. Trust the process. Don't fight the process. Do it the right way. And when you do it the right way, then God blesses it. Let's read it again. John 10 and 1. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Verse 9. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Let me show you the process. The whole process is in those two verses. Let me give it to you. I want you to bring up for me real quick a picture of a sheepfold. So when Jesus talks about the sheepfold, this is what he would have been talking about. And you can find some of these, uh, and some of them are rectangular, and many of them are around. This is one that would have been more permanent, where they, they took stones and they built it. That meant they were going to use it over and over. Many times if the shepherd was out in the pasture and he couldn't get back to the sheepfold, he would build one out of things he could find, sticks and stones and briars and whatever he could. Do you notice that there's a sheepfold, but there's no door? Do you see that? Because that is where the shepherd would sleep at night. So there was a sheepfold, and then the shepherd would lie right here, so that no sheep could get out, and so no predators could get in. Aren't you glad that Jesus lays himself down for our salvation, for our safety? And that's why he's saying, I am the door. You don't need to be looking another way. I'm the way. Anybody that tries to climb up another way is a thief and a robber. So notice the process. Number one. Enter by way of the door. If you're taking notes, write it down. This is going to help you in your relationships, in your business, in your finance. Enter by way of the door. Who's the door? Four people. Good Lord. (laughs) Since three weeks we've been talking about this. All right, let's try it one more time. Enter by way of the door. Who's the door? Like, I can't write and say Jesus at the same time. Okay, I got you. Enter by way of the door, Jesus. Then, where do you enter? The sheepfold. Enter by way of the door, enter into the sheepfold. Let me take some time on this for just a few minutes. The sheepfold represents the house of God. The community of God. The flock of God. That's what the sheepfold represents. I'm talking to some people today that you've tried to do your own thing without going through the door. I'm then talking to some other people that have gone through Jesus the door, but you've not fully committed to the sheepfold. The process is go through the door into the sheepfold. 
the house of God, represents the safety of the house of God. The writer said, when everything else starts falling away, I'm going to run to the tower. I'm going to run to the house of God. Solomon said, when things start breaking loose, God, if we can just turn and get to your house, then there is safety there. There is strength there. The sheepfold represents the safety of the house of God. The sheepfold represents the community of the people of God. The flock. Everybody say the flock. You need the community of God's people in your life. That's why we encourage you to get on a serve team and serve with other people. Get into a small group, into a gathering. People that can, as I said a moment ago, can encourage you and smack you at the same time. Those people that are walking through what you're walking through. They believe what you're believing. They're leaning in with you. We're all following the same shepherd. The sheepfold represents the safety of the house of God, the community of the flock. And I love this. The sheepfold represents the watch of the great shepherd. The provision, the protection, and the salvation of the great shepherd. Aren't you glad we don't just have a shepherd? I mean, I'm called to be a shepherd. I'm a pretty good shepherd, but I ain't a great shepherd. He is the great shepherd. And the times that I fail you and I disappoint you and I make you angry and I tick you off, aren't you glad that you can look to a greater shepherd? Amen, Kristen. That would, right there, you should, amen. And I would have said, don't amen so loud. <laughs> now, as I'm talking to you right now, I can see some of you fidgeting a little bit because this feels limiting to you. Well, I got to go through the door and then I got to get in the sheepfold. Man, that's, that limits me. It's not limiting you, it's protecting you. Yeah, right. It keeps you safe. Yeah. When, I was, when the boys were little, we had those little playpens. You remember those things? Do they still have those little playpens? Like cages for kids? Is that what they... <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? And we would put the boys in that thing, and as soon as you put it, like, just trying to get out, right? Because it's limiting them from going through the cupboards and eating things, you know? It's like, let me out. But I find it ironic, you can take that exact same thing. We lived in Texas for several years. You can take that exact dimension, and you can lift it up 100 feet on an oil derrick. And my man is happy to have that. Look at the community, the flock, the sheepfold. Instead of it compressing and limiting you, it's protecting you. It's safety. Don't you love that word, safety? Just safety. I just feel safe in the presence of God. But let me take you to another another level. Because I believe I want to share with you today. I know I don't just believe it. I'm going to share with you today what I believe is the best kept secret of the sheepfold. How many would like to know? Y'all good back there? Not even going to raise your hand? You want to know? Right, you want to know. Hagen wants to know. Come on, Hagen. You ready? This is just for you, all right? The best kept secret of the sheepfold is that it leads you to the pasture. Remember the process? The process is enter through the door into the sheepfold And then he said in John 10 and 9, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and go in and out and find pasture. 
The sheepfold does not limit you. It gives you access to abundant life. The sheepfold, there's provision and there's protection and there's direction when you're in the sheepfold. But God doesn't just limit us to that. He opens up freely. Look what it says in the New Living Translation, John 10 and 9. Some of y'all don't think, think that was an anointed one, but I'm going to read it anyway. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. Now listen to this. Does this sound like religion to you? They will come and go freely and find good pastures. What? You mean if I go through the right way, you give me access and freedom to all the abundance that God has to offer? That is the power of doing it the Jesus way. First of all, you find freedom. You can come and go as you please. You can go find pasture and then come back and then go out and find some more pasture and get your friends and it doesn't limit you. It frees you. Come on, free-range sheep are the best sheep, right? (laughs) He said, you can come and go freely. And then he says, and you will find good pastures. Come on, not just pastures, good pastures. Not just provision, more than enough. Which leads us to the very next verse, John 10 and 10, which is one of the verses that we stand on as a church. The thief's purpose, the ones that go over, that his purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus said, my purpose is to give you a rich and satisfying life. The new King James says, I want to give you life and even more abundantly. Look at me. The Jesus way is this. Go through the door, lean into the door, give everything you have to the door, and then commit to the sheepfold. Get connected to the flock. Get involved, pour in, and then when you do that, then it gives you access to abundance. And you begin to walk into blessings that you never thought you could walk in. And suddenly, the resources are there for you to do everything God's called you to do. Look, provision is great. Daily bread is from God. But that ain't going to help you do everything God's called you to do. At some point, you and I are going to have to start stepping into the abundance and the blessing that God has for us. Well, I don't know about all that prosperity teaching. This ain't prosperity teaching. This is good truth teaching. Because God does not want to bless you just to bless you. God wants to bless you so that you can bless others. You see that? Okay. <laughs> Open doors. I want to say this clearly because sometimes when you talk about abundance and, and God blessing, people can, you can just look and see, you know, gold stuff and like, oh, okay, and send me this and I'll send you that. And God's going to give you another car, another house, and another wife, and another, no, it's not going to work that way, all right? <laughs> Open doors is not about more stuff for us. Open doors is about us being able to enter into everything that God has for us. More life, more joy, more peace, more power, more love, more grace. That's what open doors is about. Giving us access to God and to the kingdom. I believe in the next several weeks 
the next several days that we're going to watch some of you walk into blessings that you did not even know God had for you. You're going you're to meet people that you would not normally meet, and they're going to have a key to your destiny. You're going to find yourself in places that you don't even feel like you're supposed to be there. How do I get here? And I just walked through that door, and here I am. You're just going to find yourself there, and that's because God is opening up doors for us in this season. And here's what I love about going through the door and committing to the sheepfold and then going out and finding pasture. You get to come back to the sheepfold every night. Isn't that great? You're not just out on your own running willy-nilly all by yourself. You go, you find more fresh revelation, more joy, more grace, greener pastures, and then you run back to the sheepfold where everybody else is. And you, hey, y'all, check this out. Come see this. This is amazing. Then you come back to the sheepfold. That's what I feel like Sunday is, you know? Sunday's like, oh, we're all back together. Okay, here's my flock. We're all together. I love you sheep people. Yes, I love you all together. And then we leave and we go out into our businesses and our communities and God is dropping revelations and open doors. Look, if you're only eating on Sunday morning, you're missing out. God wants to open up pastures for you and grace for you and glory for you. That's what he wants. Come on, look at your neighbor and get a little T.D. Jakes on and say, that's what he wants. Tell him. But you can't, you can't use a shortcut. Listen to me. You can't do it by using a shortcut. Don't skip the door. Don't jump the fence. Don't, don't skip the sheepfold. Don't just run out on your own seeking green pastures. Because here's what I've found. You may find pastures on your own, but then you're going to be on your own. Don't do that. Don't leave. Don't just wander off. You're a sheep. What are you going to do when a lion shows up? Don't just wander off by yourself. I got offended. I got hurt. I got to, I got to do my own thing. I can't be limited. Stay in the flock because sheep are never meant to be alone. And sheep are supposed to have a shepherd. Stay with the flock. There's a great parable that talks about the shepherd leaving the 99. We sang it a moment ago. Leaving the 99 and going after the one. And we celebrate that. But don't make him do that. (laughs) Come on. The 99 need him too, okay? Come on. Commit to the door. Commit to the sheepfold. Thank God for a shepherd. Thank God. Aren't you thankful for the shepherd? The great shepherd? Thank God for the sheep that he has in your life. Those other people that are walking through what you're walking through and leaning into what you're leaning in. And thank God for the sheepfold. Instead of resisting it, fighting against it, upset about it, lean into it. Enjoy it. And watch God open up so many doors of abundance in your life. I want us to read this passage together. Come on, out loud together. Read it with me. Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And here we go. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Who doesn't want that kind of life? That's the life I want. That's the life I choose. I want to pray for you today. Wherever you are in your journey with Jesus, maybe you're outside the door. Maybe you've gone through the door. Maybe you're looking for pastors. I don't know where you are, but you do. And I want to pray for you. Close your eyes right now. No one looking around. God wants you to have everything that he has for you. He's not here to limit you. He's here to give you access to everything that he died for. Do you really think that he died that kind of death to limit you? He was massacred and mutilated to give you abundant life. More joy than you ever thought possible. More peace than you ever thought you could have. More grace. If you've never open that door, walk through that door. I want to give you an opportunity today. Maybe you've never even started on a journey with Jesus. This morning, I want to give you that chance to lean into the door. Don't jump the fence. Don't find another way in. Today, I'm ready to lean into the door. We're going to pray together in just a moment. I also want to encourage those of you today that Maybe you've trusted in Jesus, but you haven't trusted in the sheepfold. You've walked through Him. You've leaned into Him. But you have never committed to being a part of the flock, a part of the the people of God, the community of God. I want to encourage you today to make a commitment to do that. What does that look like? It looks like what you're doing today, attending, being faithful, serving, giving, gathering, praying the best things in life that's what it looks like so maybe today you want to make that commitment and then for those of you that are on your own you're just out looking for pastors and I'm going to do it my way the problem with doing it your way is that it's your way lean into the Jesus way so this morning for those of you that that want to lean into Jesus Christ. and You've been seeking other ways and trying to do it other ways, but today, for your salvation, for your relationships, and whatever it is today, you're ready to say, Jesus, I confess that you are the only way. I lean into you. Maybe you've never, never made that commitment or maybe you have before, but you want to recommit it today. No one looking around. If that's you this morning, raise your hand and say, I want to make a fresh start with Jesus Christ. Come on. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. I see you. Come on. Hand up high. Hand up high. Up here, over here. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Everybody, come on, let's stand. Come on, stand up. Woo, man, I'm fired up now. Like I wasn't fired up before. But you had your eyes closed. And you know what I saw? I saw sheep raising their hand. Confessing that he's a great shepherd. Standing right beside you are people that are about to make an eternal decision for Jesus Christ. It is not the only step. It's not the last step, but it is a huge first step. Amen? I'm going to say that again. It is a huge first step. Amen? Today. And those of you that are ready to commit to the things of God, to the house of God, I want you to pray this same prayer with the same vigor and fervor and fire. Come on, raise your right hand up high. Everyone in the room, we're going to pray this prayer together. Come on, everybody. Hand up high. Say, Lord Jesus. I confess that you are the great shepherd, the one and only way. Come on, pray it like you mean it. Forgive me, Lord Jesus, for doing things my own way. Forgive me for trying to jump the wall. Today, I ask for you to forgive me of my sins. Cover me with your blood. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to live an overcoming, eternal and abundant life with you. In the mighty name of Jesus, say amen. Amen. Come on, take a deep breath and shout amen. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate with those folks today that gave their heart to Jesus.